Fired up, ready to go. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Vacation Impossible podcast. It's Saturday, December 7, 2023. Uh, we're in Portland. Nobody cares. All right, first topic, because this is this is annoying. <laughs> Quite the intro. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've been waiting for this. Six years ago, <laughs> we're, going, we're going way back. Six years ago, we're, we're going way back here, Carnival Cruise Line made an announcement that they were getting rid of the free chocolates that they would leave in the cabin when they did room turndown service, when they made the beds and cleaned the room. It was on the evening. They used to do it twice a day. Now they only do it once a day. Um, but back then, uh, they did it twice a day. And on the evening turndown, generally when you were having dinner, they left uh, some chocolates behind, normally one per person that was staying in the cabin. Tasty chocolates. They were. There was lovely little square chocolates in this little foil wrap, and they were fantastic. My first cruise was 2013. So from 2013 to 2016, I enjoyed them. And then in 2016, I think it was, John Heald <laughs> announced that they would no longer be available because they were getting caught up in the linens too often. Guests were leaving them in the beds, and it was causing problems with the laundry. We covered it here on this podcast. I don't know if you remember, but you, were in, that, you were in that clip. <laughs> and so their explanation was is that the, the chocolate was basically staining the linens in the laundry, and like the foil wrap, I think, was like not safe for the dryer. I'm not sure if they went into that much detail or that was us, but they basically said it was causing problems with the laundry. So they eliminated it for that. And it turns out that that was a bald-faced lie. <laughs> so it's, I mean, it might have been partly for that, but John Heald now, six years hence, has finally stated the real reason that they took the chocolates away from Carnival Cruises. And here, here it is verbatim. He says, to his recollection, $2 million savings, and that money was used to put Guy's Burgers on every ship. So... The math doesn't math. Well, yeah, there's the, yeah, and I'm, I want to get into that too, but also there's like conspiracy theorists and in our Facebook group, Just a few. <laughs> the VIFP group that you can find on Facebook, we'll put a link in the description. Whenever there's an announcement about practically anything, a cruise director retires or something, people are like, oh no, he got fired for this crazy conspiracy. And generally I like to believe them, like, you know, the man saying this is what happened because it happens with us as administrators. Yeah. They're like, oh, uh, Ray's secretly out to promote his, his blog. I don't have a blog unless you count my Patreon. I almost never promote that. Patreon.com slash Vacation Impossible, though, since I mentioned it. Got to get the plug in. But seriously, all these crazy conspiracy theories, they say there were travel agents where we're not. They say we're Americans where we're Canadian. Just all this, like, obvious lies and conspiracy theories. And so I feel bad when, like, a cruise director announces their retirement and someone says, no, you got fired. It's like, based on nothing but your fear or your assumptions or your creativity or something. And that's, and so, like... Prejudices I, or whatever, yeah. Yeah, and so conspiracy theories generally drive me nuts. But things like this is why these conspiracy theories gain traction is when they clearly lie to you. Anybody who has a long memory, and I don't know that many people do on this issue, because I mentioned it in the group and people were kind of shocked. Somebody had asked John Heald on Facebook, like, oh, w why don't we have the chocolates anymore? Mm -hmm. And unlike six years ago when he said, oh, it was a problem with the laundry, which I think is interesting. Like, let's dive into that for a second. Okay, problem with the laundry because guests were leaving it in, like, on the bed or whatever. For one thing, it wasn't always on the bed. And if it was on the bed, it was normally, like, on the, the, the fun times. Uh, I, no, that's the thing. I don't think it was almost oh, yeah, never right. on the pillow. That's like the, I mean, it's almost a Mandela effect because, yeah. you know, you hear about uh, like old time nice hotels or like ones we just haven't really stayed at where they, oh, there's a chocolate mint or something on the pillow. I've seen that maybe once or twice in my entire life and I travel a lot uh, and I've never seen it actually on the cruise ship, maybe once, but generally speaking, it's actually on the fun times. Right. Uh, and so like that's paper you're taking off the bed anyways. And so here, here's the thing about their 
initial, I mean, okay, I want to say lies so badly because the, clearly this was the real reason, but it could have, maybe that was part of it. But here's the thing. This gets into that corporate thing, and I don't want to become a conspiracy theorist, but when you catch a company in a lie, it's hard not to. The term carbon footprint was invented by British Petroleum sure was. as a way of psychologically making their customers blame themselves for what the company was potentially doing to the environment. And so it pushed the responsibility from the corporations and the government and the regulatory bodies onto the psyches of just the ordinary person. I need to recycle more. I'm destroying the planet. Not we need better regulations or a company needs to behave more ethically or something like that. And so here is, you know, and it's a rough example, I admit. I can't be too mad about at BP, though, because that brought Ed Begley back into the uh, acting zeitgeist. So, you know. Okay, that's fairly random. But, uh, hey. let, let, let's put it aside Ed Begley Jr.'s <laughs> acting career for a moment uh, in this okay. in this travel podcast. <laughs> Although, I mean, he was excellent in that two-parter of Star Trek Voyager he was on, and like the one episode of The West Wing he did. But let's let's put aside Ed Begley Jr. for for, for a moment here. Um, and, and, and because the thing is, is it's it was in a way it was it was kind of sneaky. I don't know like how much thought went into it. Lots, but it's it's like. By saying that, like, oh, the guests left it in the bed linens, that's like, oh, we were bad guests, and so this got taken away from us because we misbehaved. Mm -hmm. So we blame ourselves and not the company. And I remember that in our podcast, and there was the video clip on YouTube, is called Cost Cutting. Because my, not quite conspiracy theory, but my thing was like, oh, they said it's this, but I think they're trying to save money. And vindicated. Yeah. And and I'm not generally one to go into conspiracy theories. There's like very few that I might have where I don't believe what has been told because like you damage the trust when you're caught in a lie. So there's an economic reason, a selfish, greedy reason not to lie to your customers. For sure. But here we've got them in this lie and I'm not happy about it. I don't, I take no joy in pointing this out. But like, okay, so that is like really frustrating just because I've been lied to. If I had been told the truth from the very beginning, it might have been a little harder for Carnival at the time. That messaging might've been harder. They might've gotten more pushback. But in the long run, I wouldn't be nearly as annoyed. Because sure. it, it, at least then they'd be transparent and honest and I would know what was going on. And here's the thing. There's one thing to say, bad customer, you know, slap them on the wrist and then punish them. It's another thing to say, like, look, we're taking this away to try and give you something else. Yeah. So in a way, they could have messaged that in a very effective, positive way that might have gotten people slightly excited. Yeah. And so the thing also is like, okay, so that was to get us guys, which is interesting because they used to have the seaside grill, like on the fantasy class and other ships, where you get burgers and hot dogs and like, um, like nacho type stuff. And they had like a cheese sauce. And so what I like to do is I got the burgers. They were blandish burgers, but they were okay. You could dress them a little. Uh, so you get a cheeseburger and I get some fries and then I poured some of the, the nacho cheese sauce on the fries and make my own cheese fries. I enjoyed that quite a bit. I miss my cheese fries. So I also love Guy's. Guy's Burgers, vastly superior to the old burgers by far. Yeah. I honestly, I don't know about the fries. I don't know if they're better or worse, but there's no cheese. So like compared to my cheese fries, they're worse <laughs> in my opinion. The fries are okay though. They're all right. They're nicely seasoned, but I find they're often overseasoned. Anyways. So was that a change that absolutely needed to happen? I don't know. And so people might've had feelings about that. They might not have seen it necessarily as an upgrade, but let's get to what you said. The math doesn't math. 
So, like, a chocolate per night per guest, how does that equate to $2 million, presumably per year? His quote, literally, again, word for word, $2 million saving, and that this money was was used to put Guy's Burgers on every ship. So, I mean, the grammar's there is a little awkward. That's why I'm stumbling over repeating it, because that's from a Facebook uh, yeah. post he made. But that's the ver verbatim, $2 million saving, and that this money was used to put Guy's Burgers on every ship. Because, like, I mean, you would have to pay for Guy's likeness, unless it was, like, a one-time infusion of cash. You had to pay for Guy's name, again, unless it's a one-time infusion. But, again, I mean, we're talking tens of millions of dollars. There's no way. It's not a tens of millions of dollars uh, uh, contract. Um, and and then, like, and it's just, like, amortized over X number of years. Like, like because it's, like, okay, so it's 12. So, okay, so $12 million. Uh, but you still, but then you had to pay to put the guy's burgers on all the ships and like re refit all the ships so that they have the guy's burgers. There's no way that costs less than $2 million per ship. Um, and then there's running all the guy's burgers joints. There's no, like all of that. It does no take way. more stuff than a seaside grill had, I yeah, think. Although I don't know, it might be comparable. There's no way that all costs less than $2 million a year. Yeah. They had, um, they had, they had the branding. They had to set up the toppings bar. They had to yeah. get the new uniforms. They had to train the staff on how to make these burgers. There's a lot of different there's potential all the food costs. waste that goes into all of that. Yeah. There's, mm -hmm. there's just other, no, the math doesn't math on this yeah and so here's an interesting question because now we're in the realm of carnival lied to us and i can't take their word for it so i have to question things if i'm gonna well, i don't have to but i'm choosing How much to pens cost uh well also yeah we're, we we might even talk about that in a, in a subsequent topic the pens but the thing about that is is that i wonder was that just straight up maybe the licensing cost like let's pretend that it was two million just to use guy's name and maybe his recipes like maybe that's possible. Maybe it's two million per year. Let's let, like oh, okay. Let's, let's be say, let's be generous and say that. Yeah, that let's let's say that scenario. And I have to say, is guy the only guy who knows how to make those kind of burgers? No. Like those are smash burgers, right? Am I is that yeah. the right term? Yeah. Yeah. So so you can get that at like a steak and shake or um, in and out. Yeah, you can get it in so many places. Like what's the place in Indianapolis I really love? The oh. not Shake Shack place, right? Steak and Shake. Steak and Shake. Yeah, so like it, like Steak and Shake makes amazing ones, better than guys as far as I'm concerned. Steak and Shake is awesome. It's like top tier smash burgers in my opinion. Uh, you can't get much better than that. So the thing is, is like they could have come up with their own smash burger recipe. You can't tell me that somebody in their company couldn't figure out how to make just something like that that's better without necessarily getting Guy's recipe and his likeness no, you, and endorsement. Yeah, you're just paying for his likeness and endorsement. And so like, let's talk about the buckets of money for a second here. It's going to get a little little corporate, a little accounting, but let's talk about this for a second here. This was like an operational cost that, or, or food and beverage cost, the $2 million of chocolate, which mm -hmm. is a weird sentence to say, $2 million of chocolate. But the $2 million of chocolate. But he's saying, that they use that for a capital expenditure for an investment yeah because he the way he says puts it on every ship that makes it sound like it was the retrofit yeah uh, and so like well you're moving money from your operation expense to your capital uh investment but capital investment should come from things like shareholder stock purchase like that's to capitalize something yeah and you can amortize those costs over time like those are very different buckets yeah and then okay we're talking about like let's say that it was for his likeness now we're getting into the area of marketing so like it's really blurring the lines between those like you have to you have to sort of transfer that budget around a bit in some of my experience i've been in some meetings where people talk about like okay we want to do this initiative we have to find some cost savings to offset it uh, so that at the end of the day, to use that term, it all kind of bounces out. So maybe it doesn't really matter. But I really think that like taking away something from guests for a capitalization is problematic. And you got to wonder, like, did they take away the pens so that they could build the Excel class? Like, or what? Like, that's did for that, Emerald. Did that? Or yeah, well, that's <laughs> the thing too. Like, yeah, what did they take away so that they could pay for Emerald? 
What do they take away so that they can bring in the teppanyaki place? What do they take away so they can bring in... Uh... Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, whatever they took away for teppanyaki was a good trade. But, but... Teppanyaki's freaking amazing. Don't come for my teppanyaki. But, 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 I mean, <laughs> that's you... the thing. If it was take away the chocolates for teppanyaki, that's fine. But teppanyaki costs extra. Yeah, so it's... it's Yeah, it's, it's this is a little sus. And and you, you're totally right with regards to you're kind of blurring the lines with all the budgets. Like, okay, so I kind of got into it a little bit with someone on X today because they were upset about... Um, you know, our government spending money overseas, and I'm not trying to get it political. Oh, um, and they're like, oh, but this money can be used for this X thing uh, here. And I was like, okay, but that's a totally different budget, though. I'm like, that's like you being mad that money that is budgeted for healthcare is not being spent on education. Those are two separate budget budgets, yeah. right? And so it's it's similar. I mean, it's kind the of the money sort of, can be reallocated, but it's it, generally speaking, that's not. I think the usual way of thinking it, but if if it is a big initiative, then sometimes they do think about transferring. Sometimes, yeah, that but, way, but, the, but but the monies are, but like with with companies and with governments, monies are allocated the way the monies are allocated, right? And so mm-hmm. you budget, okay, we're going to spend X number on marketing, we're going to spend X number on capital or uh, and, and infrastructure, we're going to spend X number on operating costs, we're going to spend X number on labor costs. So they have all this sort of stuff kind of all budgeted. So if they're saying, okay, we're going to take all this, we're going to take. $2 million from operating or food and beverage, so operating costs, and we're going to put it towards capital costs. It's like, okay, but like, why why did you not budget for capital expenditures correctly then? Like, that's, Through a normal that's, capitalization process. Yeah, that, that's, I mean, that's a failing on your part. And, well, or, and, I mean, it could be kind of creative budgeting and stuff. So, I mean, it is, yeah. But, I mean, but it is, it just adds to the weirdness of the thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess if I'm a <laughs> shareholder, I suppose I'm glad that you're not spending my dividends on the thing you're supposed to be spending my dividends on uh, but i mean but as a non-shareholder i'm kind of peed off by that and to me what really annoys me is just the fact that they didn't tell the truth yeah like just, and that they and then they kind of tried to put it on the shoulders of their guests yeah like just that's just, what that's what? what really bothers me the fact that they made that choice i mean you know is having guys burgers instead of seaside grill worth losing the chocolates that's a difficult question and so i put that question to you let us know uh if you're watching this on youtube hit us up in the comments if you think that was a fair trade a trade you were never asked about in advance by the way or you can reach out to us on twitter x uh, at vk impossible we're also vacation impossible on facebook instagram everywhere else you can find us you can also email team at vacationimpossible.ca. Uh, or if you really want to reach out to us, patreon.com slash vacationimpossible. You can get to us directly that way. We could have a conversation. But I'm, I'm curious for the audience, like, do you think that that's a good trade-off? Because I don't know how I feel. Because if it's trading off the whole thing, then yeah, okay, that sounds like a pretty good trade-off. But if it was like I could have gotten generic guys, because let's think about the value add of guy being I there. I mean, okay, <laughs> listen. Okay, I'm going to put on my former chef hat. <laughs> I don't think that there's really much. I mean, maybe it's different for the American audiences, uh, but I'm sorry. He's not a very well-respected chef um, amongst chefs. Uh, maybe not celebrity. Maybe it's different for celebrity chefs. You watched He's... his show literally yesterday. Yes, I did. <laughs> specifically, because, specifically because he was in Seattle and nothing else on TV and I was, and we were driving through Seattle. You did go, um, you did cycle through all the channels like three times before giving up and exactly. watching Triple D. Yes. So, okay, so, <laughs> so, I mean, as, as someone who used to be, who used to train to become a chef, um, um, I'm, I'm certainly not an expert. And let, okay, let me be clear. I like, I do enjoy Guy's Burgers. I make a point, mm-hmm. like it's like one of the first things we do when we get yep. on the ship is we get a 
a guy's burger, I get a rum punch and I'm happy. Um, and, and, you know, we'll get a couple more guy's burgers. Ray almost every day gets a guy's burger. Oh, well, no, not that bad. Not but anymore. More, but... more, more commonly than the other people I travel with. Yeah. Yes. And, and yeah. And so, <laughs> and I'll probably like once or twice through, throughout the rest of the cruise, I'll probably get another guy's burger or two. And like, and that's fine. I enjoy guy's burger. Don't get me wrong. I love me a smash burger. Smash burgers are great. Yeah. Um, is it, do I like it because it's guys? No, I like it because it's a smash burgers. Mm -hmm. Will I care? Is, will I care if it's generic man's smash burger, generic lady smash burger? If they just called it Carnival Smash Burger, I'd line up. Yeah, like it won't. It doesn't change the math for me. I didn't really know much about guy before that, and I didn't really. And and it's I it mean, wasn't the guy thing. It was like, hey, there's new burgers. I mean, I'm I'm much more inclined to want to check out Emerald's restaurant because it's got Emerald's name on it. Emerald's far more respected in the, in the celebrity chef circle and in the regular chef circle than Guy Fieri. Sorry, ever will be. Um, and I mean, yeah, okay, he's loud and obnoxious, but I mean, he's this big, loud, obnoxious Italian dude from Louisiana. You gotta love him. Um, well, there's different kinds of obnoxious guys. Is obnoxious it's in a his way. Yeah, he's loud. Know, he yells a lot. And I, and I don't mind the obnoxiousness. It just, it just, it's just—it's just personality. He's got it, it like okay. <laughs> I, I started this podcast off kind of obnoxious. Yeah, like and, I mean, he's got he's got a <laughs> lot of personality, that. and and if I recall correctly, he's super super uh, charitable. I could be wrong on that. I was trying to remember that about that. <laughs> trying to remember that. I, I do ambush you with these podcast topics. Um, so um, <laughs> no time to prepare. Yeah, because I, uh, I try to get your honest reaction to some of this yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, fair, fair. <laughs> so, but yeah, like it's it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think like if 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 you had just said, Oh, here's we're not giving you your chocolates, but here's a smash burger place that you get instead, I'd be like, I right, cool. Um but if it's like you're not getting your chocolates anymore, but instead you get to It felt know. like something was just being taken away. And like there are studies, psychological studies, like loss aversion hurts more. Yeah. When you feel like you're something's being taken away. And so something's being traded is different than being taken away. Mm -hmm. And I also just think about what about the people who and I don't know how many because you can get a vegetarian burger and I'm not sure about like gluten-free options, but you could probably have it without the bun. But I'm just thinking about like, what about the people who could have the chocolate but can't have the burgers? Exactly. Like, are there people like that? I don't know. Oh, 100%. So, because you can get vegetarian, but yeah, celiac, I don't know. But, and so like, that's just. Oh yeah, no, there's, there's way more people that can have chocolate than that, than can have guys burgers. And actually chocolate is a digestive aid. And so I wonder like, I like, I think I sleep better if I have a little chocolate after eating because it helps with the digestion I, I, yeah. and, and that sort of thing. So that's Well, when I, was, when I first started uh, with my Ozempic and I was having a hard time eating anything, I was mm -hmm. like, I just had like dairy milk chocolate just living with me everywhere I went mm -hmm. because I needed that to settle my tummy. Yeah. So uh, here's my suggestion, Carnival, because thinking about like the value add of guys, and, and we're going to have another topic. We're going to dive into this a little bit more possibly. But the value add of guys, like they've got that video playing constantly. And I hate it. Oh my god, the video. Like, I, I never really enjoyed it. And, and it was kind of obnoxious. I kind of watched it once through because I'm just waiting in line. If I could never see that video again, I'll be happy. Yeah, like I hate that video. And so I think back to George Lopez. It's like corporate propaganda. It's weird. Well, there's that too. And that's also part of the weird thing because he's like kind of telling you how to make it yourself. So it's kind of like... All right, you're kind of taking away the mystique of it, I guess. But And so, like, all the more reason, like, do we need Guy for this? But, like, I think about George Lopez. Because originally it was George Lopez Presents the Punchline or Comedy Club. Yep. Or George Lopez's 
punchline Pun- or comedy something club. like that yeah it had his likeness his his name his picture and then it just went away the comedy club and stayed, no one noticed but george mm-hmm. lopez disappeared i mean people noticed they didn't care yeah. because it wasn't a value add what 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 did george lopez bring i mean i guess he brought a name and like there could be some marketing side of that like oh you get to announce a big name and maybe fans of his or whatever might think oh okay try it out and so when it was the george lopez punchliner they had the screen come down and there was a video where like if it was for the adult show he'd tell the kids to get the f out and if it wasn't then he'd just say hey it's a family friendly show or whatever mm-hmm. so you got the introduction from him on a video that again if you went more than a couple times you pretty much memorized pretty fast like i could probably years later perform it for you right now pretty much verbatim without prompting or preparation i'd rather not but that went away and so did his 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 like silhouette or whatever and his name and so what did they do they got the manager of the comedy club to go up and do introductions and so you get people like jeff the fun dude up there doing warm-up and jokes and then you get some variety because you get like a little you get one kind of comic the manager who's kind of branching out into comedy and so some of their stuff was kind of rough but it was raw and it was the thing was is it was always a little different from the the the, the performer yeah. that followed them and so it's yeah. a great appetizer rather than the same video you've seen a hundred times before and so i think that taking george lopez out of the punchliner initially i was like hey what happened but honestly made it better yeah i mean <laughs> yeah i mean I, I, I like Lopez a whole lot more than I like Fieri. Uh, so, yeah. um, but, but, I'm, but I'm just talking about like the value. Yeah, yeah no, no, 100%. Where, where's and, the Because I don't add? think I actually noticed, honestly, in, in, when it stopped being George Lopez's punchliner. And the only reason um, I noticed is because I went so early to get like or, like seats and like I don't buy the internet. So, uh, you know, I'd be like, oh, he's not there because yeah. I have time to notice. But and, I'd be like but, saving seats from people. And, and I never saved un, like seats that didn't get used. It was yeah. coordinated. <laughs> it, and, but it, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting watching these uh managers um you know work on their tight three um because they would have like a tight three to work on uh it wouldn't be a tight five um mm. and sometimes they would fall flat on their faces and sometimes that's and funny some... in its own sort of mike bullard way like yeah. a good a good like dead audience joke you know <laughs> yeah and and but then you can kind of watch them kind of get a little bit better throughout the rest of the cruise because it can kind of feel out the yeah. audience because it's usually the same people going over and over and over again right and if you see them on a subsequent cruise as well you can really see that that development yeah and so yeah, I, I definitely that you're right. That wasn't that was a value add. I don't know that. Yeah, putting Fieri's name on uh, Smashburger is it's not a value add. So if you take the name away, uh, you take the likeness away, and you take those god awful videos out. For one thing, you don't have to be powering that TV running constantly. So a little power savings and good for the environment yeah. there. Hey, which uh, you know, you're really... committed to sustainability. I hear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they're under so much trouble with that. Uh, and yeah, well, putting that aside, that's a whole much bigger issue that I, I'm not prepared to get into. No. But, you know, it, it, so like save a little money on that electricity and you know, maintaining that thing and the power consumption. That's a minor, minor thing. Really just stop irritating the guests and noise pollution and take his name off of it. And then the problem I think you run into is you probably couldn't use his recipe. So you need some oh, well. other kind of smash burger. But then something a little new. Yeah. Mix it up a little. I don't know. Put a little cheese in there or something. Call it different. I don't know about that. And, but I think coordinate that that's... With, coordinate with one of your chefs that are on the ships already that mm-hmm. knows how to make a good... like And, and bring up some of these... Uh, the, so, not an executive chef, but one of the other chefs that are under the executive chefs with the carnival line and have them come up with a, uh, a menu for a smash burger. It's a smash burger. I'm sorry. There's not a whole lot of... I mean... Yes, there are there are some complexities with making a smash burger. They're not, not using like nitrous oxide no, back no, 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 there. No. It's not like you know. I mean, there is a certain <laughs> there's, degree. There's of... no nuclear reactor running the. <laughs> running the I mean, there there can be a certain degree of complexity with you know what kind of are you 
using seasoning 80, yeah are you using and... like a, a 70 30 80 20 like a nine, like what kind of you know uh, um you know how what kind of seasoning are you using how much lacing do you want like how thin do you want that so you get like that lacing and the crispiness and the caramelization of the beef that the fat like so the, sorry the chef thing is coming again so i mean there yes yeah, so there are some there is some degree we'll of picked com- up by food so, network any like day. no offense it's not like you can just call out show up and just like make no no, no i couldn't but here's my suggestion so my suggestion for Carnival is, uh, and I don't know how like long-term that contract is, but at the first exit opportunity not to renew, uh, I, I would know. suggest not to renew yeah. and you rip that stuff out, change the name. But here's my suggestion what you do leading up to that is I think what you should do, Carnival, and you can have the suggestion free of charge, have a contest among your staff, mm-hmm. among anyone, any Carnival employee, call center employee, captain, you know, anyone who's got uh, their own kind of burger recipe and have a contest to who in Carnival can make the best burger, Carnival's best burger, right? Yeah. Do that. And have have, have a reward. Right there. Have a reward uh, for the people who, like, incentivize it yeah. so that you give something more to your staff and uh, give them an opportunity to shine and and do that sort of thing. And then when you have, like, finalists, have it, like, a, like a half dozen top ten something. Maybe not too many because there could be some challenges. But then make that available to guests to vote on. Mm-hmm. Have, like, okay, let's say that you have... I know Carnival says they always sail full, but I'm starting to question Carnival's truthfulness after this. Let's say that you've got some ships that aren't sailing totally full. Make those the ships where you can go try the top five employee-inspired created burgers and vote for what ones make it to the final menu on those ships. So then maybe Food Network fans, the people who are interested in this kind of thing, who it could be an interesting promotion yeah. that could cost you, I think, relatively low cost versus, say, $2 million. And then they can go try the finalists, have a way to vote uh, in the app would be cool. That takes programming. Paper! Pencil and paper. You've already, you got it for trivia. You got the pencils and the paper for trivia. Bring have, back the pens. You know, have, have, yeah, that'd be nice. We missed the pens. We'll talk a little bit more about that stuff later, I think. But like, and, and so, and then once it's all voted on, then you can have a big splash by having them across the fleet the infrastructure is going to be there. You might have to tweak your supply a little bit if you need different spices or something. But I think you could do that. And then you kind of have that improvement like the punchliner experience by kind of ending the relationship with George Lopez. Don't get me wrong. I am not opposed to sponsorships. We're open for sponsorship here on the podcast. You know, Kool-Aid or whoever, give us a call. But I think that it's not necessary. And so, like, if the $2 million just is going straight into Guy's pocket, I don't know the guy needs that money. But I think you've probably got some amazing burger cook chef something in your fleet. Thousand percent. On land. Several. In your in accounting. Who knows? Call center. Yeah. Uh, yeah, anywhere. And so that's what I would suggest. Have some method for them to submit it. Have a way of calling the finalists. And then have on underperforming ships and underperforming markets. That's where you launch them. And people can vote. And then the finalists, you get a selection on a menu that you find fiscally viable long-term for supply chain and training purposes. Because mm-hmm. um, you don't want to have too many things because no. that gets really costly and confusing. Yeah. And you end up not doing them very well. And that, that I think, it would be the way forward. And then bring back the chocolates. <laughs> no, I think that's a fantastic idea. It, it, would, it would generate a lot of goodwill. Uh, like customers would have some input into like that voting part i think some people get really excited about that influencers probably talking about it filming themselves trying all the burgers heck we'd do it i Uh, I mean i genuinely think that people would book cruises 
on these underperforming ships specifically so that they can take part in this contest. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And so, yeah, I strongly like, think... Sa- that like that sailing out of, I don't know, Mobile when people would like never, you know, who were like, mm-hmm. oh, I always sail out of Long Beach. Oh, but, you know, if I sail out of Mobile, I get to try the, check out the contest. So yeah, I'm the Guac Burger. Of, yeah, something. That, that, that yeah. you know, Felipe came up with. Yeah. You know, or something, you know. <laughs> yeah, and so, yeah, no, I, I think it's a fantastic idea. Because the thing is, like, Carnival, you got caught in a lie. And I'm, I, again, it gives me no pleasure to be the one to point this out. Uh, but I'm angry about it. And so I'm venting. This is my therapy. But also, it you can take something like this and turn it into an opportunity. For sure. To do, like, I think some good, do do your some of your staff better uh, and, and do, do right by your customers. Um, and just kind of be like, yeah, you know what? We've heard your feedback. How many times have you heard that from companies that might adjust course? But in this way, you could mean it. Because so yeah. often that's like this, this band-aid of like, okay, we've heard your feedback and we're going to stop sexually harassing people or something like horrible like yeah, that yeah. you know it's the non-apology but like this could actually be a, a way that you can do that in, with sincerity and have it mean something well because i mean there wasn't, it up with there wasn't any kind of apology that was issued it was just uh, oh by the way um yeah and so, i don't know how many people even caught the fact that the story has completely changed over six years yeah and, i don't know how many people have the elephant memory that i do about those chocolates that i still miss <laughs> i mean and here's the thing. dog with a it's bone. like I, I don't even know that they were necessarily especially good chocolates. I mean, they must have been. But and that's the other I, thing, too. If they were good and expensive, get cheap chocolates. The, like, it was just cheap nice chocolates to, over no chocolates is way better. Because it was, <laughs> it was just nice to come back to your cabin and have it turned down and, and there's some chocolates on your bed. That was just nice. I don't think the chocolates were of particularly mm-hmm. good quality. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, I, though, I mean, maybe they were like those Dove chocolates. I don't know. I don't think it was Dove, but they might, I think they were Belgian. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, I think there's some sort of Belgian chocolate, and, so. and Belgians know how to make chocolate. Even their cheap chocolates are good chocolates. Yeah. I mean, sorry Americans, a Belgian cheap Belgian chocolate is going to be better than y'all's Hershey's chocolate every day of the week. Oh, um, and, and here's a way that you can further do it at a savings. Not just by going with inferior chocolate, like like maybe not quite as nice, but like it'll taste okay. But the other way you could do it is instead of making it part of turndown service and further bar- burdening those cabin stewards, which as I understand it, they have more cabins they're responsible for now than they yeah, used to be. Quite a bit what more. if it was part of MDR? And so you only got the chocolates if you went to MDR. Uh, so then you don't have to produce as many of them. Yep. And it could just co- sort of come with dessert. Here's here's your chocolate melting cake, and they'll just drop a couple cho- uh, chocolate next to it. Go to Olive Garden. Kind of like Olive Garden, yeah. Yeah, you get it with the bill, but there's no bill, generally speaking, in MDR, unless you've ordered, like, you know, a steak or a drink, and that often comes mid-meal. But if it was sort of at the end, or if that's the way that the interaction ends, where they're like, have a great night, oh, hey, here's a chocolate. Yeah. Something like that. And so it can be, like, a little bit more personal, but also, like, if you're worried about weight, because that's the other thing like John healed over the years like oh they they you know they started charging for room service because of food waste or you know they didn't let you have more than two entrees without paying because of food waste after this I have real trouble believing yeah. that line that doesn't I'm, that doesn't ring true to me anymore I'm sorry I believed yeah. it at the time but I don't know well and even then I didn't fully believe it but I was willing to go along with it but now that we have precedence of just straight bald face lying to us I gotta wonder yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, food waste is a big thing for me. So, uh, so of course, I was like totally willing to be like, oh yeah, for sure, that makes perfect sense to me. But yeah, no, you're totally right. But again, I mean, they're blaming the customer to you, save no, money. You're, you're totally you're right. wasting too much food, so we're gonna start charging you money, and we're all just happy to take it. I don't know. No, you make a very, very <laughs> solid point. So. Yeah, I don't know. Did you have anything else you wanted to to say on that particular rant? I don't rant? know. I mean, I <laughs> no. <laughs> I think we covered it pretty thoroughly. Okay. So um, tying into that, I just wanted to talk about what is the value add of celebrities with regards to Carnival Cruises? 
And so I put the question, because you're getting our opinion, but I put the question to our Facebook group. Mm -hmm. And so the question I asked was, which celebrity added more value to your cruise? Right. Now we only got about 234 votes, so it's not statistically significant. It's, you know, and it's people in our group who choose to answer and stuff like that. And the Facebook algo doesn't show everything to everyone. So this is not, you know, a scientific study. But here are the results. Who added the most, which celebrity added the most value? And Guy came in number one at 45%. Because of the burgers. But that's the thing. Is it Guy or is it the fact that there was a it's smash the, burger? It's the burgers. And I don't know that like we're uncoupling that well. And do you know what the number two answer out of which celebrity added more value to your cruise? No one. Exactly. At 30%. Yeah, that's why the guys thing is because of the burgers. Yeah, it's I don't think it's guys. Some of them, there's probably some percentage. But I think the vast majority of that is that we like those burgers. Mm -hmm. Not that we like him yeah and no offense to him it just it, it just feels unnecessary and again if we're paying his unnecessary salary i don't know he needs the money i mean sure he's entitled to whatever money he can make but i don't think he needs it yeah uh so i think that if he were if that contract were to end i don't think his quality of life would degrade no i think he'll be okay yeah and again take some of that money and maybe give it to your staff or something or give us our chocolates back do a little of both maybe split the difference there anyway so continuing with the poll shack comes in at number three at 17 percent now again is this because of shack's big chicken which is on some ships it's good i've had it and the it's a ridiculous name but the shack daddy is tasty as hell i've yet to, i've actually yet to try shack uh the shack food big chicken thing anything because I, i'm confused do you have to pay for that do you not like it just, it's included I, yeah okay so because like people were like oh all you gotta pay for it i'm like well i'm not gonna no but the next one on our list you do have to pay for sort of emerald emerald's number four at only six percent now here's the interesting thing about emerald there's there's two parts to it now because when Emeralds first opened, that's that you have to pay for it. That's a la carte. Mm -hmm. And so that is an additional thing. So I haven't tried it because I didn't see the value. I didn't think it was worth it. There are better options like Big Chicken on the ships that have Emerald, generally speaking, as well. Uh, it's the XL class, yep. I think. Don't quote me on that because I don't care that much about Emerald. But the interesting thing, too, is Carnival kind of acknowledged recently that their menu wasn't great in MDR. Uh, they kind of like, I, I don't remember the exact phrasing or what John Heald said, but they basically said like, it almost like they acknowledged that it was, I want to say the word bland, but I don't think he ever did. But it like, it, it did feel like it was a bit of a mea culpa, an acknowledgement that their food wasn't up to their standards and that it was kind of repetitive. And so that's when they not only had emeralds on some of the ships, but that's when they promoted him to like the chief restaurant, you know, chef de cuisine something for the fleet. And he re structured reorganized changed yep. the mdr menu and so we have yet to try it since that change has yep. happened but we will be sailing next month in january so we'll see you know if there is big yeah, changes I'm looking there because i mean I, I was getting a little tired of some of the offerings and yeah. some of them were feeling kind of bland my last sailing on the venetia i did not really like the food that much but my previous sailing to that on the celebration it was fantastic yeah i mean i i i mean as i mentioned already i'm a huge fan of emerald glossy um um i love uh, You're in the six percent. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I actually voted for him, um, uh, and and him and no one. <laughs> I voted for no one. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm I'm a big fan of his. Uh, I um, both because I love Italian cuisine and because I love New Orleans cuisine um, and and French cuisine, and he has this really lovely fusion way of thing. kind of fusing it all um, and and separating it all and fusing it all, and and like he, I mean, the guy knows his stuff. Um, I, I mean, he was, he was why I actually wanted to become a chef. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. 
no, I, I really got into his shows and, and I was starting to learn how to cook when, okay. when like celebrity chefs were like becoming a, th- like really becoming a thing. Like, well, that puts it in very different light. Post- I had no idea about that. Yeah. That, that, that was, that was, I did not Yeah. Like, what, like kind of like the birth of the food network really was when I started learning how to cook. Um, bam. At, yeah. And, and I watched, like, I learned how I to, like man. a lot of, he says bam. <laughs> before I started going to classes in school and stuff like that, I, I, how I, a big chunk of how I learned how to cook was through watching his shows. The bam did um, it for you. Yeah. The bam did it for me. <laughs> Um, and so, <laughs> so I, I'm looking forward to trying some, some of his stuff. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I take a look at, I'll, you know, I'll have an open mind he, and like he'll, will post the, some menus every now and then he's like, okay, mm-hmm. what are you going to order today? And I'm often choosing a lot of this, the little small bites from, from Emerald or like his, his entree items. I'm just like, oh, if I, you know, if I had a stomach, mm-hmm. uh, it's like, oh, I'll pick this and I'll pick that and I'll pick this. And it's like, it's almost always at least one of Emerald's dishes is on there. Mm-hmm. Um, um, cause what that man can do with crawfish. Uh, <laughs> so. So, um, and and I've been told his etouffee is pretty outstanding too. Um, so I would I, I I hope hope against hope that uh, both of those will be offered when we're on uh, our Yeah. Right. And uh, number five was George Lopez at two percent. <laughs> um, and and like again, this isn't statistically significant these numbers. And I think part of it is because the George Lopez name has been gone for so many years that a lot of new cruisers never Won't even knew even he know. was associated yeah. with the brand. But even still, I just have to wonder: like, do they care about guys' personality and brand, or do they just like the fact that they have? any kind of smash burger no I, th- I think i think the reason why they're selecting any of these celebrities is largely because of they tie to the food what they bring to the table literally um and yeah. so um but how much is like you know the name and how like could someone else have made something similar to the shack daddy you know maybe i don't know probably and and, and so for me and same with emerald as much as i respect the guy yeah yeah so and and so that's the thing. So like, what what value does the celebrities have for the common cruiser? Because it probably has like it has a cachet, and so there's a marketing value for Carnival. And so some of the things that they bring, like Shaq initially was just the chief fun officer, or whatever. That was I liked straight, that. That was straight marketing. It was it was fun, but it didn't add value. No, but it might have. It might it have was cute. Yeah, well, and it might have enticed like new cruisers and stuff like that mm-hmm. as a marketing campaign, but it did not add value to cruisers. Uh, I don't think. Not ex- certainly not existing cruisers. No. Yeah. yeah, and so I think like the the the, the burgers and the you know uh, Shaq's uh, big chicken and potentially Emerald's uh, food offerings, but the is there value inherently in a celebrity being involved with the line? And I don't think so so much. Not personally. Like I'm not going. Like, to are cruise. you ever going to cruise on a ship depending on who its godmother is? I mean, if Betty White was still alive, maybe. But no, I, I mean, absolutely not. I'm not, I'm not going to sail with any particular ship or with any particular line because of the involvement that a, 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 any particular celebrity, like it yeah. could be the celebrity. So it, it's it, the it product, be, not the person. Yeah, I mean, unless it's something like, oh, it's like um, a Chris Stapleton cruise. Okay, I might want to go on the Chris Stapleton cruise because well, I... But that's the music. I, exactly. But that's, yeah, it's like a one-off thing and it's yeah. like, it's a specialty cruise, but it's like, but, but even There's then, it's like... I don't want to pay thing. triple the, for the cruise that I like. It's like, yeah, okay, I get to experience the whole Chris Ableton thing. He's probably not going to be on the damn ship. Um, and and no, I mean, and that's I'm going to pay like two, three times minimum from for if I would just go on a normal sailing. So I'll just not pay two, three times and hope that maybe some amazingly loving husband will get me tickets to Chris Ableton when he's in town on July seventh, twenty seventh in. Washington. Wow, that was that was some <laughs> impressive manipulation of the topic there. Uh, uh, and yeah, I mean, I think when they do those sorts of cruises and like the Star Trek cruise and stuff, yeah, the people are on there and they do like a performance or something, um, but it's not separately ticketed, uh, and so you're paying 
three times across the board. But if it was the same price as the cruise, but then the but then the concert was ticketed, that'd be different. But that's that would not make the same amount of money. And so I think that's probably why that you see that because also then like more people would be it's it's a supply and demand problem too. Yeah, more no, people I mean, would want to sale, so that would drive the price up. I, I, I know. I just like I'm just thinking of like literally going back to the Chris Stapleton thing. Like if there was a Chris Stapleton Yeah, cruise, no, I see you're driving if, the Chris Stapleton. No, 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 I'm just I'm like using that as an example, right? Because like I've looked at some of these special like the the Star Trek cruises or whatever, right? Yeah, and so like weird. and there are upwards of like just for like an interior cabin for a set like a five day sailing, they're upwards of like four or five thousand dollars. Yeah. Right? Um and, and and again same same with these like the, the backstreet boys. The fact that they even like, exist okay, boggles my let's, mind. Let's let's ditch Stapleton, the Backstreet Boys cruise. Um that was something, yeah, it was like two, three minimum two, three thousand dollars again for an interior cabin. Um and for um the five day sailing or something like that, right? Okay. So I can spend two, three thousand dollars per person for a five day sailing or I could not go on that sailing, spend $500 for a balcony suite for a seven-day sailing, and then just go to a Backstreet Boys concert for, let's say, $300 of that ticket if they, I got really, really good seats. I mean, let's do the math here, right? Like, the math is math. <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay, the experience is, is, is the experience wholly different? Yes. Absolutely, it's wholly different. Um, but um, it's not so much that I want to spend two, three times, four times the amount of money. Not factoring in flying there and getting the hotel and the Uber and the food from like when you're before mm-hmm. the sailing. Like not, so it really, you're looking at almost five times the cost. It just, it doesn't math out for me. So yeah, the cele- the celebrity draw, it just, once you kind of just do the math and once you just really think about it, it for me, it, it doesn't, yeah, whatever. Sure. So I think we'll go on to our last topic for this particular podcast. We don't want to go too long. We're tired. It's late. But we've already kind of touched on it. And I promised we'd kind of get into it. So it is the top four most missed carnival cutbacks. <laughs> There's a bit of a theme in today's mm. podcast. It's like the holding carnival accountable and thinking critically about this thing that we actually really love. And so this one, however, we want to talk statistically significant. This is kind of there. Generally speaking, you need at least a thousand respondents for something to be statistically significant. And in this poll, we got over 3,000 responses. Really? 3,144 responses to this wow. question. And so I've got our top four that is selected by our Facebook group, Carnival VIFP Club Members, which you can find on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash Carnival VIFP Club. We'll have the link in the description. This is interesting. Now, again, quick note for those statisticians out there. This is obviously only people in our Facebook group, so it's not a random selection of people or even a random selection of you know Carnival cruisers. It's people who happen to be in our Facebook group. However, the number of respondents pushes it again, like closer towards that, but it is a limited sample size you know, only people who wanted to vote, for example, uh, you know, to be truly a proper poll, you need to be calling random people and forcing them to answer. And that's, that's just not possible. So here we go. The top four most missed carnival cutbacks. These are the things carnival has taken away. People missed the most. So we're going to, we're going to count down number four, which is, this is a surprise. It, this is surprised me that it ranked so high. 24 hour free ice cream. I'm not so, surprised at all. They, they, I, I, I thought they still left one open all the time. Like on, like say, like a Vista class or larger, you generally have four stations, and so I thought that they closed like all but one of them. 
over but one stayed open overnight and so but like i don't go for ice cream very often no, i think they cut it off at like two in the morning or something like that it's kind of like they're doing pizza now like yeah. two or four or something like that but anyways uh five percent of the of, of respondents selected that yeah. as a thing that they most missed that carnival took away was having wow. was having ice cream in the middle of the night five percent is number four. Oh my goodness i'm looking forward to finding out what the next few are oh yeah no these numbers are kind of surprising and so that, that was kind of interesting for me one thing that did not make the top four was pizza the 24 hour pizza like i i was like i thought about voting for that, that myself the pizza but i've never actually wanted pizza when i couldn't get it the only exception was i think on the miracle the pizza turns into the uh the omelet station at breakfast and so i was going for pizza at breakfast time so i'm like i feel like pizza i'm gonna mix it up and then I saw they had omelets. I'm like, oh, I'll have an omelet. <laughs> so I wasn't exactly upset. So I ended up not voting for pizza for that reason. Yeah, but fair. I do think that it is problematic because people, they might have unusual diets or whatever, or sleep schedules. They could be coming from like Asia or something and jet lag. Like who knows? Yeah. So like that, that does kind of annoy me a little bit, but like conceptually, it hasn't actually impacted me. So I didn't vote for that. And so it's similar with ice cream because one of the things I use ice cream for is to help when I have indigestion and I've run out of Tums. Yeah. And so like, knowing that it would be an option in the middle of the night was a comfort but i almost never used it so it never really impacted me number three in the top most missed carnival cruise cutbacks unlimited free entrees and mdr so it used to be that you could have unlimited free entrees in the main dining room but then a little while back to cut down on food waste allegedly <laughs> i question yeah uh the truthfulness of this they started uh implementing charging for the third entree and beyond and it's only like five dollars yeah it's five dollars and it's interesting because in our facebook group there was a conversation oh, in this poll where, where a lot of people said that they got more than two and were never charged and so it seems like it's inconsistently being applied but my stance is, again, I'm trying not to be a conspiracy theorist here. My stance is, is that it actually says it on the menu. There's formal announcements. It's the policy. You can look it up. It's on the website. So I have to believe that, like, I'm acting as if that is the policy. So if there are exceptions where they don't enforce it because maybe a staff member doesn't want the argument or is being kind or whatever. Or they just know for sure that the person's going to eat it. And if that's supposedly the... If it really is about food waste. Yeah. I mean, because also if it's about food waste, like, so charge five dollars to allow people to waste food it's kind of weird so anyways that's uh that was six percent number two wow and i think this is just because of the timing old style midnight buffets <laughs> we talked about that in the last I podcast mean, we got a topic it's... about that we've covered um 14 miss the old style buffets what's number one number one the most missed carnival cutback item Okay, tell me the percentage first. 30%. Okay. This is jumping 14% at number two, 30% at number one. Okay. Free room service. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That's affected you because you used to yeah. get room service. Now you don't. Yeah. It never really affected me, although sometimes I stole things off your plate. Yeah, no, I mean, for me, I would often get it if I was like feeling ill um, and I couldn't go down to MDR or um, my CFS was acting up, so I was feeling ill. Or just like, yeah, it was generally, yeah. And so it wasn't, I, so I don't love... I mean, there are free options. Um, and, well, I mean, for super, breakfast, anyways. It's super limited in terms it, of selection and time. Yeah, like, and you have to know exactly when you're going to wake up and exactly what you're going to want. I don't know what I'm going to want from one morning to the next. I have um, a very particular 
set of taste buds. <laughs> um, and so I, I mean, and, and I'm not someone, I, I, I have chronic fatigue syndrome. I'm a night owl. I'm usually up until like min, minimum one thirty to three in the morning. Well, three is my cutoff now. Um, and, and so I can, I, I'm sometimes not awake until, you know, 10, 30, 11, sometimes noon. Sorry. Just, that's just the way it is. Right. And so the, the, the super small window of when you can have free, uh, um, room service just, just doesn't, doesn't apply to me. That doesn't work for me um, either. Just when I my vacation sleep schedule, and but also I think like the people that it really puts over a barrel is people who are in like not great situations. Like if you're seasick, or if you're otherwise sick, or if you're dealing with a sick kid, or you're just kind of trapped in the room because you're with kids and it's like after their bedtime, or you got a horrific sunburn or something like that. Yeah, and so it's these people who are in sort of dire circumstances that it feels like that's where you're really kind of taking advantage of. Yeah. Uh, and so again, the food waste argument, yeah, that could be part of it, but I'm not sure. But anyways, that is apparently the number one most missed yeah, that makes... thing from days of old. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, and so there you have it. Let us know yours. You can reach out to us on youtube in the comments section email team at vacationimpossible.ca we are vacay impossible on twitter x and vacation impossible everywhere else but i think that's uh, probably it for this episode yeah. we are going to be sailing on the radiance at the end of january so we'll definitely be doing an episode then unless something sooner comes up or we have a chance to travel and, and in terms of this particular trip we're having some issues with our hotel so we're not <laughs> going to dive trip into has been this a little fraught. yeah we're not going to dive into the hotel issues here because we're doing this there will be a separate video on youtube where you can hear all about the challenges we're facing with the hotel on this particular trip so yeah that's about it for this episode and you know if you're watching or listening to this you know happy holidays happy hanukkah merry christmas and uh happy kwanzaa only, uh, blessed yule uh, hopefully that covers most of the bases eid mubarak happy um, eid mubarak is it know, mubarak i don't eat i have no idea but anyways happy holidays however you may celebrate even if it's just enjoying maybe an extra day off of work or something in the december month and uh you know happy new year uh coming up for everyone and thank you so much for listening and uh we'll talk to you in the next podcast see ya thanks for listening